0: MP, it's our final event of the year. Oh, it's all a bit sad, Bretto, but after four big events for 2018, we are going out with a bang with one more wellness base camp, and the location for this one is regional Victoria, the great town of Bendigo awaits. Oh, and
1: how's this for a lineup, MP? Bendigo will be rocking with the rock star of wellness, Damien Christoph.
0: The art of self-love angel herself, Kim Morrison, hits the stage. As will the natural nutritionist, Steph Lowe. And I'll tell you what, Steph's presentation at the Summit on Fasting was a showstopper. You'll be there, Bretto, I'll be there too.
1: And Wendy Stewart from Wendy's Way will be there to share her inspirational story, which really did go off at the Wellness Summit earlier this
0: year. It's Saturday, October 27th at the beautiful All Seasons Resort Hotel in Bendigo, and tickets are selling fast.
1: Two for one tickets for this one day of inspiration, information and empowerment are available at thewellnessbasecamp.com.
0: That's right folks, get your two for one tickets at thewellnessbasecamp.com before they run out and then the price goes up.
1: Finish your year of wellness in style at the Wellness Base Camp in Bendigo, Saturday October 27.
0: Tickets at thewellnessbasecamp.com.
1: TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to the Primal Alternative Podcast, featuring actionable tips from real people with real stories about real food. This show is presented by Primal Health Coach, Helen Marshall, who empowers other paleo-loving, thermomix-owning mums to start a sustainable, faff-free business of their own with the Primalista License. The Primalista License brings Primal Alternatives to the foods we love to our communities, making primal living more doable with less falling off the wagon. The Primalista license is available at www.primalalternative.com. And now, introducing your host, Helen Marshall.
2: Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, my lovely listener. I love you. Thanks for being here. Today, I'm joined by Alison Bell who is the co-owner of Broth of Life, which is a broth company. They sell dehydrated broth. And the reason I love Alison so much is because she has taken her health and her son's health journeys and transformed them with real food. She's going to share the stories in here. She has knocked off fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome, and lupus with real food, a few lifestyle tweaks, and the guidance of a good functional medicine doctor. And how inspirational is that? I know I say inspirational a lot. I must um, <laughs> find a different word. Google thesaurus <laughs> to find another word for inspirational. But seriously, it is inspirational. So how, how, imagine if, you, if you're listening to this now and you've got fibro or chronic fatigue or lupus or any other, uh autoimmune disease and you just feel stuck and you feel on your own then this podcast is here to let you know that you're not on your own on your health journey and you too can reclaim your health just by getting back to the foods that we evolved and thrive on as a species and a few lifestyle tweaks how inspiring is that sorry <laughs> it should count how many times let's say it, inspirational So yeah, Alison's fab. We met at the Kayama Wellness Base Camp. Did you know that I love going to the wellness couch events? You'll see me at most of them. Um, And Alison basically found that making everything from scratch on her whole food diet was totally overwhelming. And although um, she's got that mentality that I think a lot of us have that were brought up in the 70s and 80s of, um, you know, if you feel like you need to take a break, you kind of beat yourself up and you're like, don't be lazy, keep going. Well, that kind of mentality and lifestyle led her to have her very own bathroom floor moment, as Kim Morrison would say. And she really had a massive, she hit breaking point, to be honest. And from there, completely turned everything around and went on to, um, to bring us, an amazing healing superfood that we don't have to spend three days cooking stinky, smelly bones from, from home. We can just get this organic, beautifully made with absolute integrity, absolute passion, not just pumped out by some massive conglomerate. This is a mum who's you know been on the same healing journey as you are, as I am, and she wants to make it easy for other people to get this Hot healing whole food into their life as well. She's got some great tips of how to get broth into kids, including sprinkling it on top of food like salt and pepper and sneaking it into other foods that you wouldn't even think that you would have broth in there. Trust me, you're going to like that one. And yeah, just super, super inspirational. In fact, Alison can get bone broth into so many things that she's created her own cookbook. And you can find everything about broth of life, um, buy online, find their stockists if you're more of a bricks and mortar person at www.brothoflife.com.au. That's B-R-O-T-H-O-F-L-I-F-E.com.au. Speaking of online shops, Primal Alternative has an online shop. We make grain free easy. So whereas Alison makes broth easy, we make grain free easy with our range of breads, cookies, pastries, jellies, and pizza bases. So we've got something for everyone in our range, from the die-hard keto head to the fussy kid and the dubious partner. There's something in there that everybody will love and enjoy. We even have egg-free products. Our uh, fruit toast is egg-free and as is our grain-free pastry, which we um, bring to you in collaboration with the amazing Joe Witten and Fouad Kassab from Quirky Cooking. So if you've got their life-changing foods cookbook and you love the life-changing dough then but you can't be bothered to make it, we have made it for you. Primal Alternative is not pumped out in a factory it's made locally by a woman in your community who's got a passion for clean living, and yes, yeah, so support local, get as fresh, whole food as possible, and have an easy, awesome life. Because let's face it, living this way and cooking everything from scratch and sourcing all the right food from the right farmer at the right time of the year is time-consuming. Don't think that you're um, not good enough or you're lazy or anything like that just because you find it hard because it is hard. We've got busy lives, right? So just take permission to delegate some of the roles to other people in your community, such as Broth of Life, such as Primal Alternative. I know that when I first started um, my Primal Lifestyle, I was trying to do everything. So I had kombucha on the go. I had bone broth on the stove. I had some kefir going as well. I had some sauerkraut bubbling away in the wardrobe, which exploded and stunk out all of my clothes. And that's when I had to just put my hands and say, you know what? Sauerkraut is not my zone of genius. Cooking these incredible primal alternative products is my zone of genius. So why don't I bring this to a wider audience? And meanwhile, I'll get my broth from Broth of Life And I'll get my sauerkraut from Spoonful of Goodness, which is my favorite um, sauerkraut company. You get the picture. It takes a village, right? And even though we don't live in villages anymore, that's the same mentality. Don't try to do this all by yourself because you will have a breaking point as well. Wow, that was a bit ranty for an intro, wasn't it? Cold blimey. Well, anyway, you're going to love this episode. To find out more about Primal Alternative, head to www.primalalternative.com. And now, on with the show. Welcome to the show, Alison. So cool to have you here. Hey, Helen. It's great to be with you. (laughs) Now, you and I met at the Kayama Wellness Base Camp where I pretty much um, met about 10 new best friends, which is such a cool weekend. (laughs) So much fun. So much fun. And you very kindly um, accepted my invitation to be on the show. So before we get into all of the juicy questions about Alison Bell and your story and the Broth of Life story, I'd like to start with what you've had for breakfast.
3: Yeah, um, I was going to lie, but I'll be absolutely truthful today. I've had coffee. <laughs> um, some days I wake up and I'm literally just not hungry. I'm just, I'm just ready to go. So it was sort of a matter of getting the kids ready, packing their lunch, giving them a nice healthy breakfast and sending them out the door, and I really just wanted a coffee and to just get into it with the work I had on today. But um, if, I, if I gave an honest answer, most mornings I, I am a sucker for bacon and eggs. I have two eggs and a slice of bacon, and I do absolutely
2: love that for breakfast. Awesome. That sounds delicious. I don't know. You mean like some mornings you just feel like you just want to get straight into it, don't you? And that's the, the beauty of being fat adapted. You don't need to rely on your, you know, Carbs to get you through because you can just yeah eat from your own fat resources and your own fat stores. Absolutely, yeah, mm. yeah. Yeah, cool. yeah, definitely, yeah, very cool. So, Alison, take us back. Share us, share your story with us of of your battles with your health. I know your son has had his own health issues as well, and tell us how that's all brought you to become the owner of broth of life.
3: Yeah, um, look, we've I've got identical twin boys. Um and whilst I don't like to compare them, it's it, it's very hard not to. So we noticed one of our boys was having a lot of behavioural issues from an extremely young age. I mean, and if we really look back, we can see it pretty much from birth. Um he would have tantrums and crying that would last two and a half, three hours. And they weren't your typical tantrums. He'd be he'd be quite violent, he'd be quite aggressive, he'd throw things around the room. Uh we had holes in the bedroom bedroom wall. Um, I'd often go in and I'd have to hold him and I'd kind of be in a brace and sort of rocking him for about two hours. Uh, and he was just so angry and there was never a trigger. We couldn't find anything in particular that would set him off. Nothing, you know, you sort of felt like you were walking on eggshells. Uh, and I did see many doctors about this and most of them all wanted to send you on a parenting course or give him Ritalin. And, you know, at the age of two, that's the last thing you want to hear. And three... So eventually we found a practitioner who, oh, I can't speak highly enough of her, Who's really helped us, um, helped us with his behaviour. Uh, you know, we really thought there was not a chance he was going to be going to mainstream school. And I'm happy to say right now he's thriving and he's in, you know, year three and he's going great. Uh, and uh, that's something we never thought we'd see. So it is very exciting to, to see the change that you can make without medication.
2: That's just you know, incredible. I think... I think yeah, it's it's
3: just but so it's it has its
2: yeah, it absolutely absolutely does. But I love the way that you you know um you, you know you rejected the conventional advice and said you know what actually I'm not ready to you know put my kid on prescription drugs and. Um, I'm actually quite a good parent. I've got very good parents <laughs> in <Yeah>. school.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the t- I, I learned a lot in those courses, I've got to say. I did learn a lot. But when you see it working on one child and not another,
2: you know there's more to it. There's something else going on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So tell us what your you, yourself and your practitioner did to take your son from having those two-hour tantrums where you had to hold him to now being thriving in mainstream school. I mean, it's it's almost a miracle, isn't it? It's an incredible turnaround.
3: At times I think it is a miracle and and I'm very grateful because clearly when I was really focusing on his health, my health declined um, Mm -hmm. because everything was just going into him. But the first thing, I mean, we thought we were eating quite well and and I had been gluten-free for a good 15 years already. But realistically, he was getting a lot of carbs. He still had Vegemite. um, So what I thought was healthy was not. And I wasn't giving them a lot of packaged food, but the packaged food they were having, there's numbers, there's preservatives, there's additives, there's colours. Uh so slowly, you know, their you know, their diet changed dramatically and I found myself in a situation where I was making everything from scratch. And initially that can be very overwhelming. You know, it's it's a it's a hard thing to start with when you think, right, I can't even buy a loaf of gluten free bread at the shops. I need to make that from scratch as well. Uh, every sort of snack, you know, there's a limit to how much fruit you can give them too because of the sugars. So even though it's natural sugar and it's a healthy sugar, this was still impacting him. So I had to be really find that perfect little balance between, you know, the proteins, the carbs, the sugars, and make sure everything really was cooked from home. So I knew exactly what he was getting in his foods. So it was certainly a steep learning curve and very challenging when you're trying to work and be a mother and and actually cater to his tantrums as well yeah wow, um, yeah, wow. yeah
2: hats off well, to you mm-hmm. it's incredible allison so how would you describe his diet now i mean you've already said that you know you cut out a lot of carbs you, you know he just has a certain amount of fruit but could you like talk us through like a typical day of what he would eat now because i know that kind of information feel like what do you eat what do you eat so they can get some ideas of you know what might work for their kids too that would be great if you could share that
3: yeah, look, admittedly his breakfast is still a gluten-free toast that we make um, and I tend to give him a homemade peanut butter with that and once a week he gets to have honey because he just loves honey, <laughs> but he can start bouncing off the walls a little bit. Uh, or Often we also supplement with some um, organic baked beans or I make some baked beans at home with, you know, additional mints, so there's some protein in there and I know exactly what the ingredients are when I make the baked beans myself and that's all done in the thermomix which makes life a lot easier um lunch box we always get uh, lots of comments from the mums at schools that are like how did you get your child to eat that at lunch and we've got um like a little bento box style thing and there's always one carrot in there maybe half a dozen grapes and some strawberries an apple uh rice crackers and usually whatever's left over from dinner so there might be a sausage in there there might be a rissole that i've made uh some chicken kebab pieces so a protein that can be had nice and cold and still taste good cold yeah. And they, they seem to love that. When they come home from school, because they're boys, they're typically starving. Uh, they are eating me out of house and home. <laughs> so I'll let them air pop their own popcorn some days. Otherwise, it's just more fruit. Um, again, another dose of protein. Some days they get cheese, but try to avoid that as much as we can. But again, they quite like it. So it it can be challenging. Um, and dinner, gee, that, that's varied. it's It's always something... That's meat and free veg, which sounds very boring, but there is so much you can do with meat and free veg. You know, it can be in a stir fry. Um, We use tamari, not soy sauce, to keep it gluten free and to keep away from the soybeans. There's so many ways you can vary dinner um, and there's a lot of fabulous cookbooks out there that, that help you with that transition to cooking with whole foods and being aware of what you're using.
2: Absolutely. So while you while you are putting all of your love and attention and energy into you know bringing your son back and you know helping him reclaim his health and turn his life completely do a, a full one hundred and eighty, what happened to you? <laughs> um, <laughs>
3: I, I Look, I I'm, I'm a type A personality. I'm a doer. I'm a goer. I'm always going hard at things and achieving. So. Previously, I was a professional athlete, so I know how hard you can push your body. And, and any time that I saw myself feeling tired or not coping, i go, oh, geez, stop being lazy, Alison. You need to do more, do more. You know, you are being too lazy. So I went a bit too hard. And, and over time, I've come down with four autoimmune diseases. Um, and I won't say it's from complete neglect. It's from a lack of awareness. Uh, you know, the diet, again, it changed with my son. Uh, and that definitely helped. As I said, I was already gluten-free, so I was already, you know, reasonably aware of the food I was putting into my body. But, yeah, I was absolutely abusing myself. I was working way too hard from sun up to sundown and then putting way too much into him and not taking the time out for self-care and self-love, which is just so important because if you haven't taken care of yourself, you cannot take care of your family. And that was a hard lesson to learn because I was always putting everyone else first and not finding the time for myself. And then when I did have time for myself, I didn't have any energy to enjoy that time. It was, Oh my goodness. I'm just going to lie down. Um, yeah. Wow. So it's been, it's been a long, long journey back to health and still a work in progress. But again, happy to say I've gone from four autoimmune diseases to one.
2: So wow. getting that's there, amazing.
3: absolutely getting there. That's yeah. amazing. That's, yeah, I'm
2: that's really happy with that. Really cool. And I think, you know, like you say, you can, you can do a lot with food and, um, You know, I definitely think that's the first starting point for everything. But this self-love thing, and let's just like hover a little bit on this one, like this self-love and this self-care thing, let's talk about that a bit more and tell us a little bit more about what you did specifically in any kind of um, non-negotiable rituals that you know you need in your life so that you can... You know, have a successful business, be an awesome mom, have a great relationship, have a cool life. I mean, I follow you on Facebook. I see all the cool things you get you get to do. But let's talk <laughs> a little bit about that that lazy mentality because I was brought up and I've had to like totally debunk that belief as well around that. You know, if you do, if you're feeling tired or you, you've had enough, like, come on, you. Push yourself through. Have a coffee. You know, I used to take caffeine supplements when I was a, a, a uni student to keep pushing through. You know, like and even like to the point of um, you know with food and stuff. Like if, if you were hungry and you're you on some kind of calorie controlled diet, you'd like fill it with water or fizzy drinks. Like all of these signals that you know, like you get in from your body to say, "Look, slow down, eat, rest." That we've just completely pushed away. And I want to know, like, where does that come from in our culture? And I think we've all got some of that, but I'd love to hear how Alison Bell has debunked that myth for herself and gone on to, um, yeah, create a lot more self-love and self-care.
3: Look, I think I did hit a breaking point. Um, It it was a time when I was working working part-time with local government and I was also working in Broth of Life. And I was looking after Jasper while he was going through his challenges. And I found myself, you know, we'd start our day at 5am and I'd my day at 11pm. And I found myself one night, I just collapsed to the kitchen floor. And I literally just could not get up. Um, The next day, the boys had a party. I went into the bathtub, I shaved my legs. I couldn't get out of the bathtub. And you just hit that point where you don't realise that your body can shut down that much. So it's, it did take a breaking point um, and I realised that all I was doing was beating myself up. So when I couldn't do things, I would just get angry at myself and, and push harder and push harder and push harder. So how did I debunk it? Um, well, my body made me stop. You know, it forced me. It, it gave me lots of signals along the way and I did not pay any attention to those. So I waited till the Mack truck hit me across the face and I was on the floor literally just. <laughs> crying and crawling along the floor to get to the bed um, and that's when I realized you know it it was even at a point where I was paying a lot of money for Jasper's treatment with a doctor mm. and that same doctor had said to me when you're ready you need to come and see me yourself so she could already see this happening and I'm like no no I'm fine and I went I can't afford to see her just I can pay for Jasper to see her but I can't afford it and mm. I don't have that time to go and spend with her Um, And that's where you realise how much you aren't looking after yourself. Like to even make those statements out loud now, it just seems really obvious. I needed help. So one of the biggest transitions I had was I've always struggled to meditate. I've always struggled to be still. I don't sit still well. Uh, My mind does not stop. And I tried many forms of meditation, even through um, my days as a professional athlete. I would work on different visualizations and meditations and you'd be lying Then they'd say, now feel your ankles get heavy, feel your legs heavy. And just as my, just as my thighs, would, we'd get to the thighs, working our way up the body, I'd go, my toe's itchy. <laughs> and I'd go down and scratch my toe. And <laughs> I'd that, mm-hmm. uh-huh. start all over again. Like, feel your stomach relax and the back. And I'm like, yeah, I'm uncomfortable. I want to roll onto my side. Like, I just could not stop. And I was fortunate enough to come across transcendental meditation. Mm. and that was my turning point that was when I really found a way to stop and it started out just for five minutes a day 10 minutes a day and I built up to 20 minutes a day twice a day and now you know I've I've gone further and I've I've come across the shamanic practice um which is a bit bit out there and a bit different to most what most would expect but it's just a complete in-tune feeling with nature really getting back to the basics of nature And feeling the beat of a drum and the sound of a drum will take me into a very deep trance and really release my mind. So I certainly start every day with that. And that's always a minimum of 20 minutes. I don't actually time it. I have no idea really. Some days it's an hour, but it feels like five minutes tops. And that really allows me to let go and allows creativity to come in and and my whole day to be set up in a really different way. Wow. Uh, Well, that sounds really interesting. no one can interrupt that. The boys even know they can come in, and they know when I'm doing that to just sit still, and they don't interrupt me. And they know Mummy's just having her time, mm. so they respect. They've learnt to respect it at the age of eight. It's they can understand that that's just something Mummy needs to do, and they now sit down and mimic, and they sit with me cross-legged. And I perfect. didn't teach them that. No, you know, they well, that's, just, just, that's
2: just that's you behaving as a perfect role model to show them how to you know how to bring mindfulness into their life, and I think that it's great that you've got that and your know, boundaries don't make you a bitch do they? Like my, my kids know as well when, when I'm off meditating, I usually do it naked in the veggie patch and sunbathe at the same time, but the kids, <laughs> the kids know then as well. Don't, don't yeah. come. You, you can just wait with your, with your questions for 20 minutes. Like that's all it's going to take. Um, yeah. And, and it, and you know, that just makes me so much of a better mum when I've had that same as you, when you've had that time. Absolutely. And I mind. find
3: afterwards I'm more present to them. I'm right. I'm with them rather than just running around. Mm. But, you know, it's it's not something I found easily. It's taken me 42 years to find that space. That's and funny. I've been trying pretty hard for a lot of it. Yeah.
2: So it's, you know, don't stop trying,
3: you know. Yeah. Don't keep, keep so, trying. Keep, keep, find that's right.
2: So, so, you know, if, if straightforward meditation isn't for you, you know, like what what Alison's saying, if, if you've tried that and it's it's not for you, then, um, you know, Go and keep looking. Don't just rule out, you know, the whole category of meditation and delete altogether. Because there will be something within that, um, you know, um, what would you call it? A uh, tool that will be something good for you. So transcendental meditation. That isn't that the one where you you get like a mantra and you repeat the mantra over and over again? Okay, yes. so that's so that's, yeah, that. that's
3: the one. Yeah. So, so whenever a thought came into my head, you just kind of say this mantra over, and the thoughts disappear for a while, and then you go. Oh, wow, I've got it. I've got it. My head's empty. Ah, I just ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I am that person still every now and then. You go, oh, there it is. Ah, I've just had but thought.
2: But then, but, then, <laughs> but, you're, 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 but you observing, like for you just to observe, yes. like, oh, look, oh, I've been yeah. there. And then, oh, no, I've thought another thought. It just shows that, you know, you are the observer. You are not to your thoughts, you know, that, you know, and they're always there. We can never stop them. But it's just a case of not getting attached to them, is it, and going down that. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, yeah, bringing absolutely. yourself back, kind of crowding them out with your positive af- um, your mantra or a positive affirmation, whatever whatever you want to use. So yeah. tell me a little bit more about shamanism. Like I don't know much about that. Um, shamanism 101. Shamanism
3: <laughs> 101. Um, it, is, it is the oldest form of spirituality known to mankind. So if you, if you look into the, the ancient tribes, you can find, um, so it's like the witch doctor in Africa. Or it is it, they are called the shaman when you go to Peru and along the Amazon. If you look into the Aboriginal culture, it's the dream time. Mm-hmm. So it's always it's always the healer, and they'll take you into a transcendental place. It's like a dreamlike state. Um, I like to think of it as lucid dreaming, and you'll go on a journey, and there's someone there to guide you and take you through. Um, So for me, it's definitely the drum. The drum takes me on a journey. Um, I become at one with the drum and it's like my heart beats with the drum and I lose track of all time, all reality, uh, and it's just a beautiful, beautiful sensation. And I've been very lucky to have a mentor that I've been working with for 12 months teaching me the art of shamanism and and how to share that with others. And it has been the most incredible experience, an incredible journey. It's very hard to put into words. It's quite profound. But you definitely access a very different part of the, the brain. You know, it, it's an extremely different part of the brain and it's very similar to that point just before you fall asleep mm. where everything you're seeing is real but you also know it's, it's surreal mm. and you can certainly have some of the most creative thoughts at that time um, very inspiring and you can feel your heart expand. You can feel at one with nature. You can feel the tree. You communicate with the life that's right in front of you. So even though there's no verbal communication, you can even feel a communication with water that's flowing nearby. Because your body is eighty percent water. You know, and, and you are communicating with them when you when you drop into these states.
2: So mm-hmm. it is
3: it is a beautiful place to go.
2: Yeah. Sounds incredible. I'm gonna um I'm gonna Google a bit of shamanism. It's funny because I went to um I went to a Rebecca Campbell event earlier on in the year and at the end of the event she um gave everyone a card and I got the shamanism card. Mm-hmm. And she said, "Oh, you obviously oh, wow. yeah." She said, "You obviously know a lot about shamanism." And I was like, "Never heard of it. Don't know what it is." <laughs> and, it, and it's funny. And, I, and I've stuck it. I've got like a wall of like inspirational stuff, right? And I've stuck it on there. And I keep looking, I think I must look into that. And now you've mentioned it again. You know, it's just like one of those things when things keep coming back around. You're like, okay, I need mm-hmm. to. But this this really resonates with me because you know I, I believe we're all nature. We're all po- we're all the same. We're all connected. It's, we're all the same divine energy just you know whether you're water or whether you're a tree or whether you're having a human experience i think that we're all connected so that's really that really resonates with me so i'm gonna i might just (laughs) look out everyone i'm going down (laughs) going down the rubber hole, shamanism
3: (laughs) (laughs) well the, the, the form that's probably most known by by people would be the native americans and when you see them with the drums and the feathers and yeah, and there's sort of hey, 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 that kind of a song going on. It's it's a communication via sound. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's probably the one most people are most familiar with. Mm. Cool. But yeah, it's a, oh, it's a cool. beautiful spiritual practice. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. I'm going to look into that. And do you have any other lifestyle rituals that you have as non-negotiables, whether it be from obviously the food you eat, you're very um, specifically gluten-free. Do you you have other things like around your sleep or around, you know, time for you, any other self-care rituals you can share with us? Absolutely. I use aromatherapy every day and I
3: have since I was about 16. Uh, I've probably let it go through my you know, rebellious 20s, mm-hmm. uh, but, but it's certainly that's back in my life. Uh, so every night without fail, the diffuser goes on with um, a calming essential oil. Uh, and again, this is an area where you do need to be careful. And if you are ingesting them, make sure you're working with a licensed practitioner because they, be, they can be dangerous if used the wrong way. But certainly with, you know, um, even when I'm working, I'll put on something for focus and clarity. And, I mean, I absolutely love Kim Morrison's 28 oils. They they resonate with me and they lift my vibrational energy at times. Um, they can calm me down when I'm racing a bit too much. Uh, you can certainly change the mood in a room. But even examples like last night, my son had a sore tummy and he kept saying, my tummy's just hurting, mum, and it's just, okay. And I've got, got the peppermint oil out and he put one drop on his tummy and, rubbed it around in his stomach and a nice soothing cooling effect really helped him. He was able to go to sleep. Um, and the same thing if they've got cramps, we put magnesium oil onto their legs and rub that in. So there's ways around. I definitely use essential oils constantly throughout my day um, and without fail every night before I go to bed. That's, that is absolutely a ritual that would never be missed. Um, I'd love to say that my sleep patterns are, are perfect and I go to bed by this time and I make sure I get my eight hours sleep. But, um, yeah, I'm a night owl. Um, a night owl. <laughs> it's, it's a bad habit. I love staying awake at night. There's something about late at night, it's my time. Everyone else has gone to sleep. The house is quiet. My oils are going and I pull out a book and I just, I should go to sleep earlier. I should just turn that light off and go to sleep earlier. But, um, yeah, I can be a bit of a sucker for staying up till about 11 o'clock at night. That's it's not too late.
2: That. That's all not right. Too that it's not too bad. That sounds lovely.
3: I do love the house when it's all quiet, and the, but people are in it, so it's full, yeah, yeah. but it's, it's nice and quiet, and that's my time at night. I get that nice hour or two
2: just completely to myself. Oh, so, yes. Yeah. Heaven. Sounds great.
3: And I will say, it, it would be amiss of me not to say, every night whilst I am reading, I am always drinking a chicken broth. I will Which- always have a chicken bone broth.
2: Which is a wonderful oh, segue goodness. into broth of life because that's <laughs> I was really that's where I was going next. So nice, nice segue. I like you it's very oh, good. I threw that in beautifully. You I? did throw that in beautifully. I did. I didn't want to self promote too much there. You <laughs> see, but it, it is that is part of my ritual. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So tell us about broth of life. It was a company that was set up originally by your friend, and then you kind of took it and super scaled it. So tell us the story. <laughs>
3: Um, look, when we were working with Jasper's health and, and then consequently with my own gut health, I, I, I learned so much about how important the gut is to our overall well being um, for autoimmune diseases, for behavioral disorders, uh, for general health and well being, uh, for your immune system. Just it, it's really responsible for almost everything that goes on in the body. And bone broth became part of our daily lives. And there is a point where you really do get tired making it and you get tired of your house smelling like bone broth. Um, and that's where bone broth powders came into for the convenience and knowing exactly what is in it. That That's so important, broth. But at the age where he wanted to drink it, he was able to... Did we lose connection there?
2: Just a little bit, but I think we're back. So let's keep going. Yep.
3: Um, he was able to sprinkle it on his food at mealtime like he did salt and pepper. Mm. So right now, just a little jar sits on the table next to the salt and pepper. So no matter what he's eating, there's a teaspoon in there, on it goes on top of the meal, and he's getting his teaspoon a day of bone broth, which is equivalent to a cup a day, without having to drink it, which is just brilliant for kids. Um, and for myself, as I said, I like to drink my chicken broth at night because it just calms me down and gets me ready for sleep. It's part of my, my ritual. But it's, it's got
2: something yeah, in it as well. I can't remember exactly what it is, but um, Mark Sisson, I can't remember, I should know what it is, but Mark Sisson swears by drinking the cup of bone broth before bed because it actually makes you sleepy.
3: Yeah, it does absolutely soothe soothes the nervous system and calms you down, definitely. it's a, It's a lovely ritual to get into. Um, I know there's a lot of talk about having a brothy, you know, instead of your morning coffee. Um, Yeah, I'm a sucker. I love my morning coffee. Me too. So I prefer to have my bone broth at night. It's just That's just the way I operate and every individual is different. What works for me doesn't necessarily work for the next person and I think that's really important for everyone to find what works for them.
2: Mm. Absolutely. I I remember Pete Evans saying that um, wouldn't it be great if everyone swapped out coffee and had a brothy and I tried that for a bit but I just did get massive FOMO for my coffee and I was like nah I like I've got to find I've got to find another time in the day to get my broth in but what I I quite like to have a cup usually like mid-morning like now just have a cup of tea talking to you but that's Mm. usually a great time for me to just heat up some broth and, and have it then but you know what like I make mine from scratch and every time I go to get some, I've used it all. So to, to actually have <laughs> powdered broth is fantastic. And I've bought um, a pressure cooker because I can't stand the smell of it when you're cooking it yeah, three days. Enough. So tell us a little bit about why it's essential to use organic bones when we're having bone broth and why you use that in Broth of Life.
3: Yeah, it's, it's absolutely one of the things we will not ever compromise. Um, and that's why we are certified organic so that we can, you know, it's, it's guaranteed every ingredient we've got in there is organic. Because when you're, you're slow simmering those bones for such a lengthy period of time, the entire, pro, the, the whole point of the process is to extract all the nutrients out of those bones. And the bones is what actually stores all the toxins as well. So if an animal has had, you know, been fed with antibiotics and medications and grain-fed, Um, and full of full of all kinds of nasty stuff that's what's in the bones so when it's slow cooked that's also what is extracted with the really good stuff Mm. so often it can be detrimental to your health to be drinking bone broth if it's not actually using organic preferably grass-fed bones so we we've been really particular in sourcing grass-fed start to finish you've also got to check that with your local butcher um often they're grass finished but not not fed the whole way uh and the organic bones it's just it it's don't compromise on that i know it costs more and i know it's harder but uh, it just it it not worth absorbing the antibiotics and the toxins from those bones Mm. it sort of contradicts what you're trying to achieve
2: absolutely and that that's a bit of a truth bomb really that one isn't it because i would have thought the toxins would have stayed in the in the meat and in the obviously the um the organs the you know eliminating organs but in the bones themselves that's a bit of a oh and in the marrow and in the marrow which
3: you know i I think if you're cooking bone broth you're going to be including that marrow for sure yeah absolutely some great stuff in that marrow for you so yeah
2: what I love about broth of life is that you've taken you know like this lifestyle like like you said in the beginning making everything from scratch is it is so overwhelming and it's not a case of saying to ourselves come on don't be lazy you can do this push on through you really do need to um outsource like you know to um delegate jobs to people or companies who can do some of this for you so that you're not slogging spending like 10 hours a week or more in the kitchen because you can only do that for a certain period of time before you will hit burnout yourself, right? So I love that you make having broth easy for people. So tell us about the product range that you've got and how would we use it?
3: Yeah, for sure. We've got um, our dehydrated bone broth and that one's my personal favourite, which you can, of course, rehydrate with boiling water and drink. Or as I mentioned before, it goes extremely well sprinkled on food or used in cooking, I mean, you can put it in a smoothie and you won't know that there's a teaspoon of that powder in your smoothie. You're not going to taste bone broth. It's not like you have to have a liquid and put the bone broth liquid into your smoothie. So Mm -hmm. I find it extremely flexible and it's brilliant for travel. So I can just throw it in a little, I even put it in a little plastic Ziploc bag and take that with me whenever I go travelling. So we've also uh, released a new product and this is a, it's done in a slightly different way but it's a fully dissolving bone broth powder. And we've also flavor boosted it. We've added some extra ingredients to make it a bit more flavorsome and a bit more like your mainstream uh, products that you can find on the market. But guarantee you that there's nothing extra added in there. So I know there's a lot of products out there that are a lot cheaper than ours, um, and they have got fillers. And this is the one thing I hate about our labeling laws in Australia is that Mm -hmm. if you've got less than, I think it's 2% or 5%, does not need to be on your label and this is even in the organic industry as well so i know a lot of them have actually added maltodextrin uh, as a filler which is a thickener and and a flavor enhancer and if you have a look at what that can do to your system you know you're completely eliminating any benefit that bone broth might be having Uh, you'll also find there's a lot of companies putting msg in there there's numbers in there and and they're not on the label and it's, it's incredibly frustrating so I can, I can promise you even with this fully dissolving powder, we haven't done anything like that because I ethically could just never do that. If I won't feed it to my family, knowing how sensitive my son is to foods and how much his behavior can change so quickly, it's well tested on him before it goes anywhere near the market. Yeah. Um, so, so definitely it's still going to be giving you all the health benefits. That one is primarily a drinking broth and Ada, my business partner, the she absolutely prefers that one. So when people ask which one should I take, it really does become a personal preference uh, of whether you really just want to be drinking it all the time, whether you like a saltier flavor or less salt. Or um, We have kept salt to a minimum because you can always add extra. You can always add extra flavors but we can't pull them out. Mm. Um, we've also got a vegetable stock and this, this was – Just me seeing a big hole in the market when I went to buy veggie stock cubes, I wanted to do something fast and easy. So many of them had all the extra numbers in it and all the preservatives and additives I thought it really should just be vegetables oil, and salt. You know, it's it's not hard. It's not rocket science. The salt is the preservative and, you know, as, as you know, stock is extremely different to broth. Stock is all about the flavor. There's nothing particularly healing about stock. It's cooked very quickly for a short period of time. Um, and that's where it gets a big flavor hit. Mm. So if I'm making a big, big soup for the family and I'm looking at five to 10 liters, I'll tend to put half stock, half broth. And that way I'm getting a gut healing soup, but it's still got big bang flavor in it from the vegetable stock. Um, one more product that I absolutely must mention is our chicken salt. So I don't know about everyone else, but I used to love as a kid, the fish and chips that was wrapped in newspaper, and you'd get this fluoro yellow chicken salt all <laughs> over your hot chips. <laughs> um, definitely nothing particularly good about that salt, but I loved it. And, mm. and I've missed that flavor. So it took us a while, but we found the balance between using some Himalayan rock salt and adding our chicken bone broth. And I tell you, it just tastes like chicken salt. It's got a real, People say, it tastes like real chicken.
2: I'm like, yeah, funny that. It should <laughs> um, <It is. laughs> and that, I think yeah, that's a, I, the chicken salt's a real Aussie things we don't have that in the UK. And I, but <laughs> I remember having it when I came to Australia. But I also remember like kind of like my whole body swelling up after having it. I don't know if it was yes. blood retention or it was MSG in it or something. But I remember just thinking, oh, and being just really thirsty. Like I just think, yeah. oh, that, that's not for me. But um, I'd love to try. I'd love to try your one. That, that sounds really, really good. And I love the tip of sprinkling the broth like salt and pepper. I think that's that's genius because I know there's no way my kids, like if I make a soup, um, they'll get some broth into them or if there's like some broth in some sauce or something. But you don't have that every day. So if they can sprinkle that on, then that's genius. And I also like the tip about being able to use the broth straight into like a smoothie. So it's almost like you can just use it like you would use a normal Protein or a collagen powder, you would use it slightly. Like absolutely,
3: absolutely. It just—it is limitless what you can do with it. Um, we have put together a cookbook to try and help people understand mm-hmm. the extreme variety. I mean, in this cookbook, we've got you know um, caramel slice in there. You can put it in the base, and you won't taste it. You're not going to be tasting broth. You're not going to be tasting something savory. It, it really does work. Uh, same with like a little lemon meringue pie. You know, these are Unreal. these are things. That think of they're, they're healthy treats you know with a big nutrient boost as well as your typical you know your stews and your soups and your curries but you know there's so much versatility you can really add a teaspoon of that broth to anything absolutely anything that you're cooking and it won't be noticeable
2: that's the best amazing. way to get it in it life. is it is the best way to get it in and um you know with your caramel slice like that is my favorite thing ever <laughs> ever since I was a kid. So you, you must, you must be understanding that I, mean, I could get that into my caramels life. Absolutely. You bet you can. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So how, how much of a broth of life, how much should we be shooting for a day? Is it like one cup a day or like, I know some people do like eight cups a day if they are on a big healing protocol, but what would you say, is, is there a, like a normal amount for normal people or is it really individual?
3: Look, it's, we recommend one teaspoon a day, which is in 100 mils of boiling water. So that's just half a cup, like, you know, half a mug. Um, I tend to have one mug a day. I'm in, in maintenance now. Uh, and now I just enjoy it and it's become a, a ritual. But, you know, when I started out, when I had my, my autoimmune was at its worst and my gut health was so poor, you know, I couldn't even drink a thimble of bone broth. It would, it would send me running to the bathroom. It would just, my, my gut was that bad. I couldn't have any ferments. I couldn't have any cultured foods, Um, you know, a kombucha. Oh, geez, it was a hot day and I had a whole glass of kombucha. I was gone for like five hours lying down, fetal, really sick. Oh, God. So there are some people that have extremely compromised systems. And when you're in that state, I've found that what what seems to be tolerable is a quarter of a teaspoon in dry powder form, just straight in the mouth, just eat it straight off the spoon. And it's not unpleasant like that, I promise you.
2: Mm, I've tried About it. Quarter. It's yummy. It is it's just like really yeah. it's it's I can't really describe it. It's not it doesn't taste like broth. It's just really like it's a nice salty, meaty, I, I like it. It, it yeah. tastes yet yeah, yummy. Yeah. It's like almost chewing the meat around the bone. Yeah. Um so
3: look, a quarter of a teaspoon once a day and and after a week if you find that your body's tolerating that, you build up to half a teaspoon once a day, then to the full teaspoon once a day in dry form. And then try the one teaspoon in the boiling water, rehydrated to drink. Um, so it, it's a slow process of building up. If you find, you know, you've got a system that's, that's reasonably healthy and you're ready to go straight away, there's no limit to how much you can have because this is, this is a whole food. It's just food. It's not a medication. It's, it, there's no way you can overdose on it. So, you know, another example of when I was particularly unwell, I had appendicitis. And I was under close supervision of a, of a doctor who said, the first doctor I saw was your regular GP, your standard GP. He wanted me in an ambulance straight away, straight to the hospital. Let's get that appendix out right now. So I pulled into my holistic GP on the way and, and just sort of said, "Can I, I know you're flat out, but can you see me for five minutes? I'm on the way to the hospital. And she said, yes, you have acute appendicitis okay, we're going to monitor this very closely. So this is not something to do without being monitored. But mm. for four days, I had nothing but bone broth. Wow. So I was drinking 10 cups a day, um, alternating between chicken and beef and lamb, you know, a bit of variety. <laughs> and she also did have me on some herbal medication. And after four days, the inflammation had gone down. So, you know, you don't underestimate the healing benefits of food of food products, of giving your gut a break and just filling it with a nutrient-dense product. So I had enough energy from drinking bone broth for four days because there's so many nutrients in there that I could keep functioning and could keep being a mother and could keep working. Um, it, it, yeah, you, you won't be able to overdose on it. Mm.
2: But for the average person, one cup a day, one mug a day. Well, one mug a day is totally doable. So if we wanted to buy some broth of life, Where can we get it from? Um, We sell online at
3: www.brothoflife.com.au and you can subscribe to our newsletter on that website as we often do have specials running, like we might have a free shipping promotion or or something like that. But on that website, you'll also find a um, a stockist tab so you can find what shops we are in because we are in a lot of health food shops across the country. Yeah. Yeah. So you
2: can you can find us a lot of places. Yeah, and also at most of the Wellness Couch events. You will be there Absolutely. in person or your lovely business partner who I met at the Wellness Summit. Yes, yep. Yeah. One of us is always there, yeah. 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 which is really, really cool. So They're just, really good fun events. Yeah, oh, they're so much fun, seriously. <laughs> I'm just so energised from both of them. Like, they're so much fun. Just getting there's something yeah. like so cool about connecting like this. You know, you're on the other side of Australia and we get to – connect and that we can keep in touch when we're not really seeing each other in real life, but to actually meet in person, have a hug, yes, share a glass of yeah. wine and a dinner together, like, and to yeah. talk about, you know, everything, you know, everyone at this event is is um, similar to you, you know, everyone's like-minded and, and inspirational yes. and it's just, yeah. Look,
3: it's you so meet your tribe, you know, yes, there's nothing I enjoy more than, than speaking to all the people out there um, who have currently got problems or healed from problems or really understand that food can help them and how to nourish themselves. And it's great when you get together with like-minded people because mm-hmm. I think we tend to forget we're, we're in our little cocoon and our little tribe and we forget that out there there are these, these people that, have, that aren't educated or aware of how, much they can, how good they can feel by changing their food intake and their diet and the types mm-hmm. of foods they eat. So it's, it's really cool to be amongst that many
2: people that are thinking the same way. Yeah, absolutely agree. So just wrapping up with a couple of quick fire questions now, Alison. Mm. So I've loved your story of how you have transformed the health of not just you, but also of your son, Jasper, just with real food and obviously some um, herbal and uh, supplements from from your naturopath as well. And uh, obviously under the guidance of a, a functional practitioner. Um, but I'd love to know, you, you did mention at the beginning, you used to have four autoimmune conditions. Now you just have one, which ones have you yeah. knocked off? Knocked off,
3: uh, lupus, fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome. Wow. So the one just still hanging around is Hashimoto's, which is the thyroid underfunctioning. Um, and look, I had several doctors say, Nope, you'll be on medication for life for that one. That's all there is to it. Uh, but no, I am working very hard with a, a practitioner, and we're, we've slowly been reducing the dose that I currently take. Of um, I take a natural pig thyroid, NDT, and armor, um, armor mm. force, mm-hmm. and sorry, not armor force, just armor, um, and that's really been been helping. But yeah, it is slowly reducing, which is very exciting. Which means it is it is healing. I am getting there. Um, The gut health has improved when I look at the bioscreen results from when I started four years ago to where I'm at now. But, you know, it's taken me 10 to 15 years to get this unwell. So you can't expect to get well in a month or or even one year. It is a slow process, unfortunately, Mm. which is hard for someone like me who likes to go, 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 go.
2: Yeah, I know, me too. But but I think that the good thing about it is that you, you do see um you do get some fast results, you know, that gives you that that yes. satisfaction, that to, and that inspiration yeah. to keep on going. But I personally think that this is like this is a journey we're on for the rest of our lives, you know, eating this way, living this Absolutely. way. Obviously you want to get rid of the medications in your case, which is which is a great goal to have. But this is it. This is it for life. It's not we get to right, I'm healthy, my bio screen's awesome, amazing diversity. Let's go back yep. to um, gluten. No, it's just, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> going to no. And it's it's constant. It's
3: not even just food. It's it's emotional. It's spiritual. Yes. It's physical. It's food. It's all of it. It's your entire lifestyle. Mm. All of it needs to be addressed
2: to find that true health to move yeah. forward. Absolutely, I agree. So my final question today, and I think we've already co- covered a couple of these, so we might have given a little yeah. bit of a spoiler. But what? is Alison Bell's opinion on the three grey area foods of uh-huh. wine, coffee and chocolate. Yes, yes and yes. <laughs> um <You might> have <laughs> <a> girl. <laughs> that's it.
3: Coffee is a non-negotiable for me. That absolutely is happening. Um, one cup a day on a bad day, three maximum. But that's, we're talking a really bad day there one cup a day and I, and it is, it is also ritualistic. It is a time when I sit complete. I've gotten rid of the kids. They've gone out the door. They're on their way to school. I sit down at my desk and I have my coffee and I enjoy every mouthful. I enjoy the process of making it. I use organic beans. I grind it myself. So we're not talking an espresso instant coffee here. We're talking about a really good, beautiful coffee. And it's the entire process that I love. It's not even just the drinking of it. Um, chocolate. Absolutely, must be dark chocolate. It must be a good quality chocolate. Uh, 70% cacao chocolate. Um, so we're not talking Cadbury's. If I'm going to go down the bad, naughty path, it might be lint on occasion. Um, but I've got to say Loving Earth is one of my favourite brands out there. Um, yeah, 70% dark. And as for wine, yes. <laughs> Red, white, both. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think there's something to having children. I never used to drink a great deal before I had children. But I've got to say, above wine, I'm sorry, wine will get ditched for whiskey, a single malt whiskey. Single malt whiskey. Yeah, and I would choose that over a wine any day. Mm. And again, all in moderation. I think everything can be taken within moderation. Um, if you've got a good quality, you know, again, the wines I get are organic. I tend to react to the nitrates and the sulfurs in a lot of wines and the additives that they can put in which is why I tend to stick more with the whiskey. Mm. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's pure form. It mm. is cleaner. Yeah.
2: yeah.
3: So awesome.
2: Yes, yes, and yes. Yes, yes, and yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, I like that. You like still that. need to have balance in life and yeah. fun in life. They are important. Oh, yeah. You can't be obsessive. And I was just talking yeah. to um, Prime Minister Kirstie actually yesterday. Uh, she's doing really well and her. She's um, and Peter, and it's all going really, really good. Oh, the dog wants to talk to us as well. Yes, someone <laughs> at the front door. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, and she, and she was just saying, if she makes it too uh, strict, then it's just like asking for asking to just you know pig out and just go crazy. You've got to have something in it that makes it feel like you're not missing out because humans just don't do deprivation very well at all. So. On that note, thank you very much, Alison Bell. You can find all of the Broth of Life products at www.brothoflife.com.au. Thanks for being such an awesome guest, Alison. and I look forward to seeing you in person again soon. Absolutely. Thank you, Helen.